What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Casual Big Ten Podcast. Today is Tuesday, August 29th, 2023, and folks, Big Ten football is back, so we're going to celebrate. It's a celebration. Celebrate good times. Come on. Let's celebrate. There's a party going on right here. A dedication to last through. <laughs> I think I got to stop there. I don't know how long I'm allowed to play that song without getting a copyright fine. That does not fit me. I didn't try that on before I started this. Oh, my God. All right. Well, welcome back. Like I said, Big Ten football is back. Today, we're going to talk about, man, I got to get myself organized. We're going to talk about all the games. We're going to talk about the matchups. We're going to get excited for this weekend. Big Ten football is back. I can't wait for Thursday night. I can't wait for Friday. I can't wait for Saturday. Can't even wait till Sunday, huh? Let me get my hat back on and we'll start talking about all right. Um. Oh, hair, terrible. All right, here we go. All right, we're back. We're back. We're back. Um, want to talk about all the games this week? Want to get this going? But uh, really excited, obviously, for football to be back. Really fun week coming up. This week's going to be a little bit unique for the podcast for the YouTube page because it's going to look a little bit different than the rest of the week starting next week when we're in season. Um, we're going to do a bet big episode that's coming out on Thursday. So just in two days, you'll have another episode of casual big 10, the podcast and the YouTube version with bet big Brad and big 10 Wilson on the show. Once again, we're going to go through all the week one lines, the over unders and everything that'll come out on Thursday. Really excited to get that back out. But starting next week, we'll have a, uh, not only this kickstart episode like we're doing today for the games that are going to be coming up for week two. We'll also have a recap for the week one stuff. That's actually going to come out first. We'll have the kickstart episode. And then, of course, bet big every Friday starting next week. This week, it's coming out on Thursday because there is a game on Thursday, of course. Minnesota, Nebraska. We're going to talk about that in just a second. Um, but really excited, really excited to get started. I was so excited I put those words together, excited and started. Um, to get the year started, I can't wait to watch football. I actually went to a Titans game, uh, just, just this week on Friday. So a couple days ago, took my son down to the Titans game and, uh, hot as hell out there, crazy hot. But, um, I, uh, got the tickets from my neighbor. He's a season ticket holder. Shout out to my boy, Todd. He took me and my son down there, a couple other friends. And, uh, the reason I'm bringing that up is because. We, we, we're sitting there and we're watching football happen live. And we just looked at each other and I, I said to Todd, I said, it's just nice to see real football taking place. Even though it was preseason, didn't really count. It was nice to see it. But that's one thing I like about college football even more. There's none of this preseason nonsense. We jump right in. These games matter starting Thursday night. These games are going to start mattering. And uh, I can't wait for them. To, I can't wait to watch them. I'm just so excited. Can't wait to gamble on them. Can't wait to talk about them. Can't wait to see who's going to win, who's going to lose everything uh, with the Big Ten season. And we're going to get it started on Thursday night with this game. It's Minnesota-Nebraska. 
Uh, we've talked about all the teams enough this preseason. You know all the players. You know all the teams. You know all the coaches. But uh, some things to look forward to in this game. First of all, obviously, it's the first Big Ten game of the year, the first Big Ten matchup with Minnesota and Nebraska. So it's going to have standings implications right off the bat. You have uh, Matt Rule joining uh, Nebraska. Like I said, we already know all the coaches, but I think it's key for him to get started off on a winning foot. But it's going to be hard traveling up to Minnesota with everything uh, going on. Not everything going on up there. I mean, the the stuff this summer was just so nonsense, the story about P.J. Flex. So I, I am intrigued about this matchup, though, the coaching matchup, P.J. versus Matt Rule. Uh, really fun, really excited to get that game going and see just to see those guys on the field with their players and see what they're going to do. What are they going to call? How are their offenses going to look? And uh, to me, more importantly, how's Matt Rule's defense going to look? How are the black shirts going to look this year for Nebraska? I think that if that's going to be the key factor in this game. If Nebraska can get stops, then I think that they'll win the game. I don't think they're going to score a ton, but I think they can score. I think they can outscore Minnesota if obviously, if they can get stops. But it's going to really come down to uh, Nebraska's defense because I feel like you kind of know what you're going to get out of Minnesota's defense. You kind of know what you're going to get a little bit out of their offense, and Nebraska's offense I think is going to struggle at the beginning. But I think they can score enough to beat Minnesota. I'm kind of talking out of two sides of my mouth. That's how excited I am. I don't. I, I want everything to happen. I'm, I'm talking both ways. Nebraska's going to struggle, but they're going to score. I don't know. We'll see what's going to happen. Man, I'm excited for Thursday night. Uh, players to watch out for. Um, obviously, like I just said, Nebraska's whole defense. And then also, um, I'm looking at Ethan Kalika Manis. I'm going to keep calling him his name like that because don't know how to pronounce it any other way. And then uh, Sean Tyler. I've talked about this backfield a lot this preseason. Um, the Western Michigan transfer. If he can get it going, I think Minnesota will have success. But um, I'm not really looking for Ethan to air it out a ton this game, but we do need to see him do something. We need to see him take control of the offense, and that's going to really springboard what Minnesota's going to do the rest of the year. Friday night, that's on Thursday night, by the way, that last game. Friday night, Michigan State, Central Michigan, bet Big Brad, Big Ten Wilson will be at my house. They're flying in Thursday night. Hopefully I don't miss any of that Minnesota game. Um, picking them up from the airport or whatever I got to do. They can take an Uber though. Uh, Michigan State, Central Michigan, Mac versus Big Ten. We know how this usually turns out. Michigan State's probably going to win this game. Uh, a lot of talk about Mel Tucker right now because he just had an interview where he was kind of bitching, to be honest, about the NIL situation at Michigan State and saying that it's hard to compete in the Big Ten when you don't have those dollars coming in. And uh, here's my official stance on that. Mel Tucker, you got a $90 million contract. Figure it out, bro. Figure it out. So uh, <laughs> we'll see if he can figure it out. And it's going to start with Central Michigan at home Friday night. Saw a tweet today that Michigan State's 10-0 and in the Friday night games. They've never lost. So uh, I'm expecting them to win again. My player to watch out for in this game is once again a running back. I, I'm all eyes on Jalen Berger. Um, they got the kid from UConn whose name is escaping me right now, but I, I expect Jalen to take over that backfield right off the rip in game one and uh, have a monster game. I think that Jalen will have a monster game. I was going back and forth with someone on Twitter that uh, talking. <laughs> someone called me a Michigan State fan, which I'm laughing because I'm not. 
but uh, because I put Jalen Berger in the top 10. And I've talked about this before. I just like Jalen. I like the way he runs, and I think he looks cool. So I'll be all eyes on Jalen, watching him, see what he can do. Um, what else do we know about Central Michigan, though? They were 4-8 and eight last year in the MAC, so not a good MAC team. We are going to talk about a good MAC team here in just a minute. Not a great MAC team right here. Um, guy named Dante Kent. Dante Kent um, apparently is one of the best corners in the MAC. Now, this article I was reading was from Peter F. Peter Fuktok from CollegeFootballNews.com. Sorry, Pete. I don't, or it's actually just Pete. Pete, I'm sorry. Don't know how to pronounce your last name, but uh, appreciate the article. Uh, he wrote in this article, he's a key veteran with experience in the secondary. Uh, there's depth at safety. Um, but Dante Kent, the guy I was just talking about, had 51 tackles and 15 broken up passes last year. So if you're Noah Kim, I'm throwing it to the other side of the field away from Dante Kent. That's a guy to look out for for Central Michigan, somebody that's not in the Big Ten that you can keep your eyes on defensively. That's on Friday night. Then we get to Saturday, and things start to get really fun. Oh, I think I put my stuff out of order right here. I didn't even put the Michigan game on my, on my sidebar right here. That's because I barely wrote any notes about it. Michigan is playing uh, East Carolina University. Here's the notes that I wrote. Michigan's going to cruise. Jim Harbaugh's not going to be there, and there's no reason to watch this game. There's three games in the noon time slot. It's Michigan, Iowa, and Purdue. And uh, this is the least exciting game that you're going to want to watch. I don't think many people will watch this game. I'm ex expecting this to be probably 30-something to nothing at halftime. And then nobody watching the second half and most of the fans going home at the big house. So that's my Michigan stuff. Sorry, I forgot to put that on the sidebar. I've been really trying to get that down. Uh, the one I do have on YouTube here is uh, Iowa versus Utah State. Mountain West team. I thought this was hilarious. I was looking up their record from last year. The Mountain West has two divisions. The names of their divisions are the Mountain and the West, which is so dumb. It'd be like calling the Big Ten divisions the Big and the Ten. I mean, that's the dumbest names for the division. Unless this website had it wrong. I think it was CBS Sports that I was looking it up on, though. Um but Utah State was third in their division last year. I believe they were in the Mountain Division last year. They went six and seven. Utah State's going to be bad. But Iowa is going to be somebody that I'm going to keep eyes on on Saturday because of everything that has happened since last year. Cade McNamara is there now. Caleb Johnson, another year under his belt. I'm going to be watching him. Brian Ferentz has a clause in his contract where he has to score, what was it, 35 points a game. I think that if Utah State is really bad, which I think they will be, and I think if Iowa's defense gets a ton of stops, which I think they will, I think Brian's going to try to run it up. He's got to have an average score of 35. So I can see him, you know, it's 41-10 or whatever it is. In the fourth quarter, he's still going to be trying to score because he needs that average to be up. Um... That's what I'm looking for in this Iowa game, though. I do think Iowa's going to cruise in this game as well. Just like I said with Michigan, I don't think there's going to be any shockers here. I saw some people on Twitter saying hammer the under. I think it's we're, we'll talk about betting on Friday. That's why that's why we're doing Friday. I'm not going to talk about betting. Uh, the reason I brought that up, though, is because I think people still think Iowa's not going to score a lot. I think that they will. 
I think that they will. I think Cade's going to get him in the right spot. And uh, we got to see if he's healthy first, though. That's another thing. I, I think that he is. So many tweets I've been reading these last weeks prepping for this season. I saw some that said, maybe he's not, maybe he's not. And then yesterday I saw one that said he is healthy. He's ready to go. So I think Cade's going to be fine. I think Iowa's going to do great. And uh, kind of excited to see them up against Utah State next week. Or this weekend. What am I talking about next week? It's not next week anymore. It's this week. Saturday. Noon. Ross-Aid Stadium. That's Purdue. Because I'm on the next one now. (laughs) Also at noon. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I'm talking about too many different things. All right. This one is at Ross-Aid, though. Purdue. Next one that I had up on the screen. They're playing Fresno State. When I tweeted out my predictions back on June 1st, which I'm realizing was way too early to do predictions at this point, um, I heard people saying that watch, like I should be watching out for Fresno State. I guess they're good. So I looked it up a little bit. Um, I think they're okay. I think they're okay. Purdue is really... I'm not really concerned about what Fresno State is going to do on Saturday. I'm concerned about what Purdue is going to look like on Saturday. Is Hudson Card going to be able to throw that ball around? Offensive line going to protect him? What is the Purdue defense going to look like? Let's remember, this is a team that last year was in the Big Ten championship game. And it wasn't all Aiden O'Connell. It wasn't all him. It wasn't all Chuck Jones. It was the defense, too. They were getting stops. You don't win the West last year, especially, without getting some stops. What's the defense going to look like this year? That's what I'm excited to see. I'm really excited to see that, actually. I think that of the three games, this is the game that you should be watching. Number one, because I think, just based on what I've been told, it's going to be the closest game. Number two is the defense, like I just talked about. And number three is Devin Mockaby. Love the kid. Rising sophomore, I'm excited to see him run the ball. And I think that with Hudson Card being new at Purdue, I think they're going to rely on him a little bit on Saturday at noon, Ross-Aid Stadium. That's the one that I, that's the one I was really trying to say. All right, um, next game. We're going to the 3.30 slot. Man, we're cruising right along. This is how I like to do it, baby. I guess it's been 15 minutes. I've been talking a while. All right, uh, the MAC team that's really good that I was talking about is Buffalo. They're playing at Wisconsin. Buffalo won the MAC last year. They were, it's funny though, because like their division was kind of like uh, the Big Ten West in a way, because there was kind of like a jumble in their division with teams that were pretty much the same record. I think they were like, uh, what would it have been? I think it would have been seven and what's, God, I can't do math right now, seven and five. And the team right below them, like two or three teams below them, had six wins. Um, and then the, the other side of the Mac division, there was like one team, I forget who it is. It might've been Kent state that was like really good, but they lost in the championship. Buffalo beat them, um, with Wisconsin. I need to drink some water. Give me one second. Hopefully, uh, Wisconsin won't need water on Saturday. Hopefully they just cruise, but we'll see. Uh, Luke fickle. Got to get his career started in Wisconsin off on the right foot. I think that he's going to want to make an impression. I think that he's going to want to show off a little bit what the new offense is going to look like. So I'm hoping that we're going to see Tanner Mordecai throw that ball around. I got into a Twitter space the other day about Tanner Mordecai. Somebody was telling me that uh, 
I forget who the guy, I think it was no, uh, no Context College Football. We weren't arguing about it, but we were just kind of having a conversation about the Big Ten West quarterbacks. And he said that Ethan Kalika Manis might be the best one in the West. And I was, I was kind of arguing for either Cade, who I was just talking about, or Tanner Mordecai. And he basically called me a stat watcher and just looked at the game logs from last year, which is totally fine because uh, that's exactly what I did. But Tanner Mordecai put up huge numbers last year. So I want to see if I was right about that when I was in that Twitter space the other day or if uh, No Context College Football was right about that when he said that I was just stat watching and he's not really a great football player. We'll find out. We'll find out. I think Wisconsin's going to roll in this game, though. Even though Buffalo's pretty good, um, they're returning a lot. I was reading an article about them. They're returning their – they have a fifth-year quarterback, I believe, um, and then they have a really good defensive backfield, too, which should be like a pretty dynamite matchup for Tanner to go up against. Um, but I'm really excited about that game. That's at 3.30 on Saturday. Also at 3.30, only game I couldn't really find a ton of information on was Maryland versus Towson. I don't know much about them, but I did look up their schedule from last year, and here's Towson's wins from last year. They beat, well, first of all, they had six, but here's who they beat. Bucknell in overtime by one. Morgan State, didn't know they had a football team. Monmouth, I have heard that name probably six times in my life. Villanova, also didn't know they had a football team. They must be super trash, though. They got to be. They got to be the worst team in the, does the Big Big East still has football, right? They got to be the worst team in the Big East. Stony Brook and Hampton. Those are the teams that they beat last year, and they got blown out. I almost want to look this up. I'm not going to, though, because I want this to be a little bit shorter. They got blown out by a just a regular Division I team. I forget who it was. So uh, I don't think that Maryland's going to have any trouble at all. I mean, you look at the wins that they had that um, uh, Towson had last year, and it's like, well, is there anything else to talk about? Um, just like a lot of the other teams, I'm looking for Maryland's defense because I think offensively they're going to be all right, especially in this game. I think Roman Hemby's going to go off for, uh, big yards. If they do open it up though, if they let Tangavailoa throw the ball against Towson, which I, I've obviously they got to let him throw it a little bit just to get warmed up for the season. But, uh, if they do open it up even more than I'm expecting them to, I'm looking for Corey Deitches, the tight end for Maryland. He's one of the guys that I'm adopting as like my guy this year. He's going to be on the my guy list. I like Corey. Um, He had a good season last year. I'm expecting him upwards of double-digit touchdowns this year. So uh, I think that if you're in a state where you can uh, bet with somebody that Corey Deitches is going to score a touchdown, I would uh, take that bet because I think he's going to get one in this game. Uh, Like him a lot like him a lot. I like Maryland a lot. I've been talking about how much I like them this year. I think they'll get off to a great start against Towson. I think it's going to be, I don't know, 30, 40 point win. Who knows? All right. Another Big Ten matchup that we have. It's Ohio State versus Indiana. Where's this game at? I forgot to write that part down. I think it's at Indiana. Um, I put, I put this as the game to watch in the 330 time slot only because it's a Big Ten matchup. I don't think it's going to be the most competitive game. If you look at the three games, it's Maryland-Towson. I don't think that's competitive either. I think that if you're looking for uh, a closer game, it's got to be the Wisconsin-Buffalo game because I think Ohio State's going to win going away. I think Maryland's going to win going away. So if you're kind of planning out your day in that 330 time slot, 
you're either watching Ohio State and Indiana because you love the Big Ten like me, or you're going to be watching Wisconsin versus Buffalo because I think that game's going to be a little bit more competitive. Um, I still haven't heard if Ryan Day has named a quarterback yet. I'm assuming still it's Kyle McCord. And if it is, he needs to step in game one against an inferior opponent in Indiana. Sorry, Indiana. But I think he needs to step in and take command of the offense and say, hey, this is my team. It's a statement game for Kyle. He needs to say, this is my team. I'm taking over for the rest of the year. I'm QB1. Nobody's taking that away from me. He needs to do it game one. He can't do this mess. He, like what we had last year with Cade and JJ in Michigan, they're not, I don't think they're doing that at, at Ohio State, but Kyle can't leave any room for error. Like if he plays okay or if Indiana hangs around for a while, every Buckeye fan is going to be calling for it's Devin Brown, right? Devin Brown to be the starting quarterback week two. This can't be a close game. Kyle's got to take over. He's got to win big. All right, we're moving on to the night games. We're almost through. We got three more games to get through. Um, the team I'm all in on, Penn State, is at the, uh, what did I put? I called this the 6.30 time slot because it's in my time zone, 6.30. I think it's actually 7.30, though. <coughs> Excuse me. 7.30 time slot, we got two games. Um, you have Penn State and Illinois both playing. I'm going to start with the Penn State game. I really think that out of these two games, once again, if you're trying to plan out your day, which one you're going to watch for the night games in the Big Ten, this is really a toss-up. You could watch both. I would get two TVs out and watch them both because name recognition-wise, Penn State versus West Virginia is actually one of the most marquee matchups in the entire country this week. If you look at the rest of the schedule, nobody's playing anybody. Nobody's playing anybody. So to have West Virginia and Penn State, at least it's some name recognition that you can say. You could turn that TV on and say, hey, this is going to look good at least, like visually. It might not look good on the field because I think Penn State's going to blow them out. Um, there's really not much to say about this. Uh, I don't know enough about West Virginia to really give a accurate defense for why they could possibly win this game, and I don't think that they will. Uh, you look at just... You look at articles, you look at the spread, you look at everything. Penn State's got to walk through this game. Singleton's going to have three touchdowns. I think Aller's going to throw for two. Um, I think Penn State's going to probably create two or three turnovers against West Virginia. And uh, I think they're going to win big. I'm hoping that they win big because I got them going 12-0. and I'd like them to make a statement in this first game. And I think that they will. I think that they will. That's what I'm going to be uh, expecting. But also taking place at 7.30, like I said, it's Illinois versus Toledo. Um, Toledo went to the Bahamas Bowl last year. Not a great bowl, but they lost to Middle Tennessee State. I don't put a lot of stock into that bowl game loss because sometimes players don't play. You guys know how bowls work. Like Some players don't play. Some of them don't care. Some of them are there, just there to be in the Bahamas. Um, here's what I read about Toledo, though. Daquan Finn is their quarterback. He was the fifth-year senior that I thought I was talking about earlier. I got my notes mixed up. Um, apparently, he's very good. You know what? You know what I just did? I just realized Toledo won the MAC last year. It wasn't Buffalo. I'm a freaking idiot. I'm a freaking idiot. I'm sorry. Toledo won the MAC. Take back everything I say about Buffalo. Wisconsin's going to beat their ass. Um, Daquan Finn, Toledo's quarterback. Toledo won the MAC last year. Man, how did I mess that up? Um, and then it, I also read that the secondary might be their biggest strength of any position. So 
when you're Illinois and you're Drew Altmeyer and you're transferring in and you got podcasts like Casual Big Ten calling you the 13th best quarterback in the Big Ten and then you're looking across the field at Toledo and you see their strength is their defensive backfield. Competitive-wise, this is the game to watch at night. Toledo might keep this thing close. They might pull an upset. The article that I read about them compared Toledo to the 2016 Western Michigan team that went undefeated, where they won a couple of Big Ten games and then got to the Cotton Bowl. That's what they're comparing this Toledo team to. They're that good, apparently. And by the way, Western Michigan, one of the teams they beat that year, Illinois. So they should, not that they're going to remember that because it was like seven years ago now, but they need to play Illinois. You need to play hard. You need to play well. I'm going to say they need to have their B game at least to win this game. Um, if Illinois plays well, I still think that they could win by a significant margin, but uh, because it's still Toledo, it's still a MAC team. Um, regardless of how many games they won last year or what they won. So uh, we'll see what happens in that game. I think that's the night game to watch, though. All right, last game of the week. Last game of the weekend. It's Rutgers versus Northwestern. This was the weirdest thing. On all the sports betting apps, it says that this game's on Saturday. I think it said it was at 2.30. On every other website I've looked at, it says this game's on Sunday. Does anybody know what time Northwestern's playing or what day even? That'd be extremely helpful if anyone had some of that information available. Um, I think it's on Sunday, though, because ESPN said Sunday, CBS said Sunday. But again, like I said, the books all said it was on Saturday, so I don't know what's going on. Regardless, I'm hoping it's on Sunday because then it'll be standalone. This is, oddly enough, even though it's Rutgers versus Northwest, bleh, Rutgers versus Northwestern, this is the quarterback battle that I'm most excited to watch because really all the other games, they're kind of uneven matchups as far as the quarterback's concerned. Gavin Wimsat and then Ben Bryant from Northwestern. Both are first-year starters at their school, although Wimsat has been there before. What can they do with their offense? I think that Ben Bryant has a little bit more hype behind him as far as especially throwing the football. Gavin, dual-threat quarterback, we'll see what he can do against a Northwestern defense that's probably not going to be very good. The key to the game, to me, what to watch for in this game, because not only is this the quarterback matchup I'm most intrigued about, but I also think that this could be the most competitive game, the closest game of the weekend for all the Big Ten schools. And uh, the thing that I'm looking out for the most is Cam Porter for Northwestern, the running back. If Northwestern can control the line of scrimmage, if they can control the ball and the time of possession, I think that they can win this game. That's my thought. If that doesn't happen, if you're seeing Northwestern get on the field, go three and out, and then small drive, have to punt again, and then three and out, and they're getting a field goal here, that's not the way they're going to win this game. They need to control the ball. Long drives with scoring at the end, whether it's three or seven. That's how they're going to win this game. Because I think Rutgers is going to score. I don't think defense is, the Northwestern defense is going to be able to stop them. I think Northwestern has to control it so they keep Rutgers' offense off the field and then end long drives with points 
and kind of deplete that Rutgers defense and that whole Rutgers team, and then they could pull off an, what's going to be an upset if Northwestern wins this game. I mean, I mean, can we talked about it on Bet Big last Friday. They only have to win three games to hit their over. So we'll see. This could be one of them, though. This is one that they have to circle and say, hey, we got to get this one. We got to get this one. All right. Those are the games. You guys can go back and watch the beginning of the episode. See how excited I am about this week. Um, I haven't talked about this enough, but if you're at the end of this, for sure, make sure that you're hitting subscribe on the uh, YouTube page. Or uh, if you're listening to it on a podcast, give a five-star review. Uh, Please don't give me anything other than five stars, though. It'll hurt my feelings. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for watching. Put out a tweet today with all the i know i've been talking about gambling quite a bit because we got that new show coming out but i have all the lines the board for the big 10 i called it the big board if you comment on that tweet we will read it live on the air friday's episode going forward this week it's going to be thursday obviously so uh go check out that tweet go to uh, twitter.com www.twitter.com slash at casual big 10 that's where you can find me (laughs) you can find that tweet and um Once again, thanks for watching. I'm so excited. Hope you guys are excited. Good luck to all your teams this week. We'll see you guys in... Oh, I got the final scene. It's coming. Here it comes. I got two songs on this episode. Really hope it doesn't get taken down for copyright stuff. This guy gave me permission, though. Shout out to my boy, Jed. We'll see you guys in the future. Everything.